Welcome to the show. If you are new here, we are Pivotal Moments HQ. On this episode, you will learn about what social support systems are, why they are important for your well-being, and how to assess your own support systems. Get your notebooks out. There are lots of powerful questions to help guide you. Welcome to Pivotal Moments HQ. On this podcast, we share guidance and tips on how you can live an empowered life. Every choice you make is a pivotal moment and serves as the catalyst to living with intention, purpose, and meaning. It's never too late to start living your life and you are right on time. I'm Siria Gutierrez, a mindset coach, attorney, and mental health advocate. I'm Melissa Robeda, a world leader in appreciative inquiry and strength-based leadership. This is Pivotal Moments HQ. Welcome everyone. Today we are going to be talking about healthy support systems and how to build one for yourself. Yes. Social support systems. These are basically your network of people that help you navigate through life. I'm always thinking like when I think of social support systems, I think of like my ride or dies, you know, the people that are in your corner that are going to continue to provide you with support, encouragement, care, and respect. I think that's very nice, actually. Um, I was thinking it's more of just like your people. I feel like, yeah, I've got ride or dies, but like there's a different level. Like this is like the inner circle of people. But even within that, as I was, you know, gathering my notes, I was thinking, you know, there's some people who are part of my social system that don't necessarily make it to the inner circle or don't necessarily make it all the way to be considered a ride or die, yet they are still people who I would reach out to for help if I needed it. When I was putting together my notes for today, I did come across like four different types of supports we need, which could be why we lean to certain people for various needs versus others. But even when I was like thinking about what a social support system does specifically, it's providing support. And when a person provides you support, it's not self-serving. And I know that we've talked about that there really is no selfless act. And while that may be true, I just kind of want to take a moment to point out the difference. So not self-serving is an example of one way, which is like, if I'm providing support for you, for example, like it comes from a place within me from love and respect, and I expect nothing in return. Does it make me feel good when city is thriving and happy? Absolutely. So in that way, I do get something out of it. But there are self-serving people that have been in my social network, for example, like I dated, at one point I dated a narcissist. Obviously, I didn't know this person was a narcissist at the time. And this person showered me with attention, encouragement, and support. That is until I started to surpass them in my career. And at that point, that's when the relationship really went downhill. And it was then that I realized that my role in the relationship had been to puff them up and to kind of help ease their securities. So at that time, I was able to see the connection that the support that they provided me really served them more than it did me. Oh, that's interesting. So do you think that for it to be a healthy support system, that it needs to be equal? I don't know if it needs to be equal because I think when we get into the four different types of, you know, support a person can provide... I think there are strengths that certain people possess. And it's also, it's like, how can you really measure equality in something that's kind of subjective? So I'm not quite sure. How would you even begin to you know, make that equal? Yeah. I mean, so I think that that's, that's something that I would caution anybody about 
being in transactional relationships because I think that's really what it sounded like you were describing was he was giving expecting a certain level of of receiving that had to do with you know where you were those kinds of things to make them feel better about themselves and so when I'm thinking of my support system I know there are people in my support system that will give freely and and it isn't transactional so it just caution people to not be keeping tabs of oh okay well I took you out to dinner now you got to take me out to dinner or you know I did you a favor by helping you move halfway across the country now you owe me one like uh, it doesn't quite work that way we're talking about building these systems and not only building you will probably have them checking in on your system to see are there gaps where maybe you do need more support? Mm-hmm. And coming back to this like tit for tat type of thing, I agree with you. I don't think that you can tally. You know, I even look at like our friendship. You know, you were there for me when Vince and I separated and provided great support for me. So it's like, how can you even compare that to taking me out or me taking you out to dinner or anything like that? So again, not only does the tally system not work, you know, sometimes the support that we provide each other differs in intensity, in length, in meaning. Does that make sense? It, it does make sense. And it, kind of what's coming up for me right now is that with that tallying, you're really talking about okay, am I giving conditionally or unconditionally? And so I grew up in a family system that was very conditional love type training. And I'm trying very hard to practice unconditional love and giving from a place that I want to give and I'm in a good place to give as opposed to feeling obligated to give, which I I think there's a distinction there. Like I like giving. I don't want to feel like I have to. Why do you think support systems are so important? Well, I think it's one of those things where when things are going well, you want to make sure that this is when you've established them because, you know, we are social beings. We grew up in social communities and, you know, with industrialization, all those things, we we took away a lot of our systems. And so not having those, we have to look at, okay, where are we now? Maybe we're new to this country. I can tell you when my parents came here, uh, my dad had his support system because his entire family was here. My mom didn't have anybody. And that greatly impacted her ability to make friends. Uh, It didn't help that my dad was super controlling. And ultimately, when I became old enough to, you know, speak and have a memory, I became what she latched onto, which is part of what made me a parentified child Mm. of having this relationship that was good at the time, but looking back on it, inappropriate in the scope of emotional responsibility that was placed on, you know, my teeny tiny little shoulders. Well, it kind of, when I think of why it's so important, um, when I was younger, I definitely felt like I lacked support, but I also realized that I didn't have the tools, resources, or even, I think maybe even the capacity to really discern what exactly I, what type of support I needed. And as I get older and I'm practicing trying to name emotions or feelings and really get to the heart of the matter, I'm being able to say, okay, this is what I need in this moment. And that also pertains to social support. So I found that there are four types of support that we all need. The first one is emotional support. This is a person that listens and helps you talk through things. This type of support can help us manage emotions, stress, anxiety, and depression. The second is tangible support. 
So this is where a person might help you with physical problems. Say you need help moving or you need a babysitter or you need a ride to or from somewhere. That's where that comes in. Third, you have informational support. This is for anybody that's going to give you some advice, guidance, or information that's going to help you solve a problem or a challenge that you're currently facing in your life. And lastly, the fourth is social support. This is that sense of belonging, security, acceptance, love, and connection that we all seek. So knowing that there are these four different types of needs that might surface throughout our lives, when I'm looking at our social support system, specifically mine, I realized that I have like utilizing on for emotional support more than maybe let's say other people in my circle. So I think that understanding these four needs really helps you kind of look at your support system. You know what? I really don't, you might see that wow, there's a gap in my social support system. I don't really have anybody that really serves that informational support. Who would I know or who could I lean or turn to that could provide that type of support for me? Maybe it's a Maybe it's a counselor or something like that. So I think just being able to identify which need needs to be met, you can then start to figure out how you might find someone to help fill that need. What's really interesting about this too is that as you're looking at the support, if you have that emotional support, you may not see your own gap you might not know what you don't know, that you need to go, you know, hire a business coach, that you need to, you know, get somebody to help you with your branding colors because they're all over the place, like whatever it is. But if you have people who you can trust for, say that social support or emotional support, you can ask them to reflect, what do you see that might be beneficial here? What am I not seeing? And it could be, you know what, it sounds like you're spending a lot of time here. What if you delegated that? What would that look like? Or what if you saw, you know, have, have you thought about seeing a counselor, right? That's not necessarily a bad thing to have somebody reflect on to you because we all need to know what our limitations are. And so I think that that's one of those things that really can help you is having somebody else look and say, you know what, maybe, maybe you do, maybe you have a little bit of a deficiency, not deficiency, a gap or a blind spot that you're not seeing. I do, I do like that because, you know, like you said, we only know what we know. And so I think having someone shed a light on that is super helpful. So long as you're opening open to receiving it, you know, as I'm thinking about why it's so important to have these strong, healthy support systems as a people pleaser. And if there's any fellow people pleasers out there, which I anticipate, there's quite a few. City's raising, hand. I was like, City's mm-hmm. raising your hand here. You know, we struggle here with our support system because we don't want to rely or impose on other people. And so if you're unsure whether you should seek out support within your support system, you might want to ask yourself the following questions. The first is when should I or do I reach out and ask for help? The second, in what situations have I sought out help in the past? And third, What positive outcomes have I personally experienced when I've had the courage to ask for help? Those are some powerful questions. Thank you. It's what I do for a living. Right? (laughs) Right? But I think as people pleasers, you know, when you're talking about leaning into someone, you know, we're happy when someone comes to us for help because we like to please people. Yet when we're in need of some sort of support, it's hard to to reach out to others. So I think just asking these questions helps put into perspective that you're not imposing on someone. 
I remember when I first opened up to you about things that were going on in my life, I remember feeling like overwhelming sense of dread, not because I was sharing it with you, but I was just like, oh my gosh, like I'm ruining her night. Why would she want to listen to this? And I remember like you thanked me for being open and honest and willing to share that with you. And I was so taken back by that. You know, I always anticipate the outcome is going to be like, oh God, here's Melissa bitching again. But you really invited and created that space and were like, thank you so much for sharing. It was such a, okay. She's, <laughs> I'm flipping my hair. Just her in head like, is like just, completely inflated right no, now. But, but I think the, part of what you're talking about really is just feeling, okay, here's somebody who is safe that I can talk to. And I think another part of, this social support systems and just, you know, all of the different ones, right? Emotional, tangible, and informational social support. The thing that we're really looking for is where do we belong? Belonging is such a huge part. You know, Brene Brown, who I love, and I know Melissa loves her too. She's incredible, but she, she was talking about how in the research they found that um, belonging and fitting in are two totally different things. And fitting in is you trying to make yourself be something else. And it, it's it's so negative for us when we're trying to do that. But when you belong, you're looking at these systems. I belong here. This is the right place for me to be. You're invited to be your full self, to show up fully. And part of that can be, you know, giving space to other people. I love being someone who who people feel comfortable enough to say, hey, you know what, can I work this out with you? Because I like being part of a group. I like being able to provide resources because this big old brain of mine's got all kinds of information in there that, you know, might help somebody at some point. And so, yeah, it's you you coming and asking for an ear to lean on was, was a bit of an ego boost, but it was also showing, hey, the, I'm living into one of the things that I value and showing up for my friends in this capacity and so knowing hey you know that's that's why I could thank you for that so but it's a two-way street right I can't do that if you're not willing to share and you won't do that if you don't feel safe with the person who you want to share this information to because you know even though we tell you guys a lot here on the podcast believe it or not that doesn't always happen when you're talking to people uh one-on-one no, that's true. I think, and I've mentioned it before, even just conversations with my father in terms of, you know, the reason why our relationship was so stifled was because I wasn't willing to be vulnerable. And I think that when we're talking about social support systems and, you know, you do want to find people that you trust where you do feel safe, but that also should be reciprocated because I have to tell you, since I opened up to you that day, I really feel that was like, I mean, we were friends before, but I really feel like that's like kind of what like kickstarted like our deeper BFF friendship. Oh, a hundred percent. And I, I think that each time that there's more personal disclosures, the more you feel that connectedness and that you feel like, oh, I'm showing up because that's the value for me. The value of connection is huge. And I want to have that in whatever space that I'm in, where it's, I'm here with you right now. I'm giving you my attention, not me being divided up into many different things. So that that's just something that I would want to highlight as part of the benefit of being 
aware of what your social systems are looking like. And if you're feeling like, you know what, I don't really have all these great group of friends, or I'm feeling like I don't have a big network because I don't like telling people my business, like whatever it is, I'm going to give you guys a tool that I, I was thinking about today that seemed to be helpful just to do a diagnostic check on yourself. Okay. So I like this tool called the wheel of life. And I went ahead and did my own wheel of life today just to kind of show you guys. And basically what it does is it has these different categories that we all have in life. So it goes through health, career, love, spirituality, family, money, fun, and friends. And I'll post the example that I did today and you rate it one through 10. And the digital app that I like using We'll just, you know, you just kind of go, how do I feel about it? And this is how you feel about it today. Like right now, my love is at an eight, okay, which is a high one for me. But if we went and, you know, Matt and I got into a fight tonight, that could go down to like a four, right? It's just like the snapshot of where I'm at today. But the reason I wanted to bring this up was so you could use this tool to kind of look, you know, who do I have in these areas of my life, right? Do I have support when it comes to health? You know what? I do. Like if I wanted to have an accountability buddy, I can be like, hey, Melissa, let's let's do that thing again where that we try to 30. show up. <laughs> yeah. She, well, that was a health thing, right? Mm-hmm. That was somebody who I felt comfortable. And so sometimes people are going to be able to be in multiple different categories and sometimes they're, they're not, right? And so just kind of seeing, okay, well, if I've got these different wedges of my life, how does my circle look? My circle's looking not too shabby right now, but I can at least take a look and go, okay, who do I turn to when I need career advice? Do I have somebody in my circle for this? I do. I'm, f- I'm fortunate that I have that. I have these mentors, but as I was mentioning earlier, they're not necessarily inner circle people. They don't know all of my in and outs of my life, but they are people who I trust that I can say, hey, can I run this by you? And just knowing those people are available to, to help. To kind of add to that, so when I was thinking about like how would I go about building a healthy support system, I'd first start looking at who I already have in my support system. That can be family, friends, coworkers. But then as I was thinking about the social system, my current social system, I was thinking, well, how would I even know if I consider this person to be a member of my support system? Is this person truly in my corner? This is an exercise I invite you to try so you can make a mental list or if you are like me, you got to jot it down and just write the names of people that you believe are in your support system and ask yourself the following questions for each person. Do I like who I am when I'm around this person? Do I trust and value this person? Does this person help bring out my best qualities? And lastly, do I leave interactions feeling positive and good about myself? And if you just do that for the people that you believe to be in your support system currently, they have to hit yes on all, in my opinion, on all four questions. If they hit yes on all four, then I absolutely think that that person's a current member in your support system. But you might also notice kind of like what you were mentioning, like, do I have someone I could turn to for career advice? If you don't have someone currently in your support system you know, how would you go about including people that may be outside of your support system? And so according to Deborah Burns, psychologyservices.com, she invites you to use, I'm going to give you more questions, five more questions for you to consider if you're looking to expand your support system. One is list three support people, groups, or communities that you would like to have in your life or in your support group. 
Two, describe how each of these can help you emotionally, tangibly, informationally, and socially. Three, list any barriers to utilizing any of your support systems. Four, list the ways you could better utilize your support system. And lastly, number five, how could your supports help you with a current problem? So if you're looking about who might I consider, those are some questions you might want to ask yourself. Yeah, there's a group out there for everybody. You just have to put in a little bit of that work to find what that is, whether that's you're looking for a relationship, you're looking for friendship, and you got to be willing to, you know, ask the naked girl to go bra shopping with you. You have to be willing to put yourself out there in weird ass ways like that, okay? And I'm just laughing, but I, you know, at the, I agree with you, but at the end of the day, relationships ebb and flow. So too are the individuals that we would consider to be part of our support system. Just look at your friends, you know, through the course of your life. Some fall off, some stay on. And it kind of reminds me of MySpace's top eight. So if you don't know what MySpace is, your aginess, your your little babies. For those that don't know, it's the social platform that came before Facebook. Oh, I mean, sorry, Meta. All right. So on MySpace, you had a lot of customization. People would put their favorite music, but there was a section of your top eight friends. And it was very important that your best friend made you their number one and vice versa. It would just cause a lot of drama. My, my point being is that we move people in and out of our top eight based on where we are in our relationship with them. And that's kind of how I see support systems. You know, someone might serve as a, being a part of your support system. Perhaps they move away. And so maybe it's just harder to be able to get that emotional or social support that you maybe once got before. Maybe just go down two different paths. And that's okay. But I think if you're looking at, okay, should this person remain in my social support system or not, just look at how you're feeling. Observe how you're feeling. If you are finding yourself feeling drained or depleted or you leave unhappy or disappointed with yourself, maybe upset with some of the decisions that you made in your life or where you are in your life, it may be time to remove that person from your top eight. Wow. I can't believe we made a MySpace reference here. I brought it back. (laughs) (laughs) You're the only one. Um, That's funny, but it it is a good way of looking at it and just seeing that people are going to rotate right and and that's okay your interests are going to change your favorite shows are going to get canceled i'm sorry for your loss thank you thank you i appreciate that people are going to move away and that's why you need to constantly be not constantly you need to check in to see how is my support system there are professional resources out there now some people don't want to do that right because they're like no i should i should have all of this why why should you you just moved to a new city or you started in a new career like i can tell you that when i started to be a lawyer i didn't know any lawyers until literally my first week of law school how was i going to have that informational support for something that i've never done before you have to try and just find those things so i would not shame yourself into, you know, thinking that you can find all of these things organically. It might be that part of your support system is paying for a therapist, paying for a coach, you know, paying for these other relationships that might be needed in the moment. And that's okay. That's it for this episode. Find Pivotal Moments HQ on Instagram and TikTok for all the BTS and sister-like banter you know and love. We want to thank our music director, Ron Johnson. This has been a Pug Productions podcast.